Welcome to The Art of Attention, where we focus on what matters most in your business with your host, Tina K. Davis, a multi-business owner who knows the struggle of ADHD firsthand. Navigate the maze of distractions with real tips, real talk, and real success. Ready to dive in? Let's get to work. We find ourselves in fall right now. It's In Texas, it's not actually cooling off or anything, but it's the fall season or what should be fall. And during the end of the year, we start to focus on the holidays. And at the end of the holidays comes the new year. And we all want to start off a fresh new year with bright outlooks and put together what our plan will be, what new adventures will go on. And that's great. And we should all do that, set our goals and New Year's resolutions. But in order to get ready for that and really execute on those, we have to accomplish some prep work first. We have to actually put in the time and the energy. And some of those things are the hard stuff. And what actually is going to keep us from getting to those goals and those challenges that we want to tackle in the new year, whatever they may be. So at the end of the year, we also have spooky season, which is October, September, October for some before we get into the winter holidays. And this is a really good time to prepare yourself and to begin the groundwork for your new look on life. I'm calling it spooky season because it is going to be Halloween and it's just something fun to look forward to. It's also still very hot here. It does not give us any kind of relief. This is just like summer part two. So spooky season just sounds less daunting than it's still 105 and it's September. Okay. Okay, so in the series for Spooky Season, we are going to go over four of the monsters that keep us from going further in our business or really achieving our goals. They are um, imposter monsters, energy vampires, those suckers, energy suckers, growth goblins, which are time wasters, and wounded witches. And that is your trauma and feeling small. Now, each of the episodes that goes into this Spooky Season collection will feature one of those monsters. And today it will be the imposter monster. And so we're going to dive into that one. But before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I am Tina K. Davis. I am an entrepreneur who struggles with ADHD and I help easily distracted other female entrepreneurs tackle their monsters and make an actual profit. Let's get into this with our imposter monster for the monster number one in our spooky season collection. Going into this, I just want to let you know, I'm not using a script. That is what my imposter monster would normally do to me. I have note cards, which I will be referencing, but really one of my biggest tackle or hurdles to tackle is my imposter monster. And I will usually be so fearful of being perfect that I won't get started. And we're not even going to use a script. We're not going to over edit this. We're just going to flow. And I want you to feel that way too, and that you can do this. If I make a mistake or if you make a mistake, that doesn't mean it's the end of whatever task that you were trying to accomplish. We need to let all of that go. We're going to go into that in probably most of the monsters. But kicking off, if you're not aware or not familiar yet with what an imposter monster is, it's basically your own insecurity. That's what it is. It's feeling like a fraud, that you don't belong, that eventually you're going to be found out. You're probably doing a lot of people pleasing to distract from the fact that you feel like you can't do whatever it is you're doing. My focus is on small business or running a business. I have multiple small businesses that support a nonprofit. And so I sell products and 
I will get into my own head and try to please other people instead of focusing on selling those products. And so you might be doing some of that too. There, to me, there are two types of imposter syndromes and both are natural, but one is more um, damaging (laughs) to our mindset than the other. The first imposter syndrome that we all struggle from is just um, the feeling of being unfamiliar. So you're new to something, you're new at a new job, you're new at a relationship, or you're new to a task or a hobby. Maybe you just started a, a yoga class and you just don't feel like you know enough. You're new, you don't. But that kind of imposter is something that you're just scared because you're not familiar with it. But as you become familiar with it, that fear and that feeling of being a fraud, it goes away. Now, the next time you start something new, that kind of fear comes back. But that's more natural. That's usually it shouldn't cause you to retreat or hide and then stop doing those new things. And that's where I think the second imposter comes from. And this imposter is really just a self-value issue. You, you can be very experienced. You actually know what you're doing or you've done it for a long time. And so you have at least a good knowledge of what you're about to do, but you still feel like you don't. You still feel like you're going to be exposed. You, you don't feel valuable or worthy or good enough or that you belong there. You feel fraudulent. You feel like it's just a matter of time before you're found out. An example would be your boss assigns you something and you go to do it. And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, this is it. This is going to be when I found out I don't know what I'm doing. I shouldn't be here. I'm going to get fired. It could be something like you're going to do a podcast or you're going to film something and you're, this is it. I'm not going to have the answers. Someone's going to ask me a question and I'm going to look stupid. And yeah, okay, maybe because you were nervous, you fumbled the answer, but It doesn't mean you don't actually know what you're talking about, but that kind of imposter gets into you so deep that you actually have so much doubt, you don't do the things. You just avoid becoming successful or going out on a new venture. Maybe you wanted to start a podcast. Maybe you want to just post on social media. Maybe you just want to write a blog, but you will get into your head like, who's going to, who am I? Who's going to listen to me? No one's going to watch my videos. No one's going to come to my event, those kind of things. That's the imposter we need to squash. And that's who we're going to focus on today. What you need to know is that everyone goes through this. Everyone. Now, some of us have it in a more debilitating fashion. It is deep and we can't just easily convince ourselves that it'll be okay. I don't pretend you're not faking it. You're not lying about what you know. You're actually just pretending that you can speak in front of a crowd and all that. You can get through it. But Everyone has gone through or has some sort of imposter syndrome. And another thing to realize is that it doesn't go away with success, okay? There is no, I'm going to feel better once I get to this level. I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel stronger or smarter when I earn this next thing, this certification or this degree. You, you might know a little bit more because you learned something new, but it does not mean that the imposter syndrome, that feeling of being a fraud, that doesn't go away with success. In fact, it may make it worse. And so that's why we have to learn how to identify it and tackle it. A side note, and as someone that struggles with ADHD, it is important for us to realize, and and you don't have to have ADHD to feel like this. It's just more common for those of us that are diagnosed with ADHD. But 
we don't always see our talents and we don't trust compliments. We don't, you know, we're always afraid of looking lazy or some of us, we're afraid of looking lazy. So we're overcompensating and trying to do more and more so that we, we're going to get found out. We don't actually have this talent. We've been faking it this whole time. People believe that we're smart. People believe that we're organized, but we're not. So we have to work really hard and never get caught slipping. It, sometimes it can also be you you feel bad or you convince yourself that you're reaching too far for success. You're like, hey, hold on. You don't need to, you don't deserve to be there. No, not with this brain. You are going to screw it all up. You, we can't do that. And you, again, might not have ADHD and feel this way, but if you are diagnosed with ADHD and not TikTok diagnosed, like actually medically diagnosed, you may have to have additional help to work on some of these things. I, however, am going to work on it in the ways that we talk about today. And, but I just wanted to put that out there. You're probably making it worse for yourself because we do. That's how we roll. Okay. How do you see the imposter monster in your life? Sometimes it's not that easy, but you can pick up on cues and some of the stuff that you're doing to yourself or that you're telling yourself internally. One of the ways is do you struggle with the spotlight effect? This means that every time you go to do something that, and like I feel it right now, yeah, I have all these lights on me, but Right now, the focus is on me and it, I'm the only one here. It, literally, I have the camera and me and I'm an introvert. So I literally would only be able to do this with a camera and me. But you always feel like the spotlight is on you, not just because you're up in front of a crowd, but everything you do is just going to be scrutinized. And in those details, in that scrutiny, that's when you're going to get found out, right? That's a real good indicator that you're struggling from imposter syndrome or you're letting it in too far into your life. Everything being highlighted and called out is not really a thing. Some of the things that Spotlight might be on are your good things, but you won't see it. But that's a key. I already talked about the example with your boss, but it could be anyone. You're about to do something and someone's going to figure out that you're incompetent. This is just in your head, but this is how you're feeling. If you're noting, noticing yourself like that, you probably, your, your imposter monster is just sitting right up in front. A lot of times when you're struggling with your imposter syndrome, when you are doing a task that you're pretty familiar with, or you should be familiar with because you performed it before, you might have even performed it every day. But when other people are around and might be watching you perform the task or might be looking over what you've just done, you start to ask questions about something you already know how to do. You're now so convinced that you don't know what you're doing that you ask someone else how to do what you do. That seems silly, but we do that a lot. People do that a lot. And that's just their imposter syndrome popping out. If you are new and this is an unfamiliar imposter, yeah, you're going to ask for the first time. But if this is part of your daily routine and you can do it fine when no one's looking and then you have to ask to feel more confident while someone is, that's imposter syndrome. More than likely, it's just coming to the surface. Another is you worry way too much about what other people think. You, not just what they think, oh my gosh, she's dressed crazy but really how they feel that you're doing in business. Like I said, I want to focus this on business and starting a business, women entrepreneurs or any entrepreneur, but who are you to have a business? What are people thinking? They're not going to come to my shop. They're not going to order from my party. They're not going to like my products because it's me. I, I'm not big enough in this industry. That's the, that's the kind of thing where you're worried about what other people might think. And one, they're probably not even thinking about you. And two, they're probably thinking the same thing, right? But you've not moved yourself forward because you're worried about what someone else might think. Now, we will talk about what other people are doing and saying with some of these other monsters. But in this one, 
we don't even know what they're thinking, but we believe in our whole body that it's negative, right? That they're judging us. One of the biggest ways to identify imposter syndrome in yourself is your perfectionism. You are trying way too hard to be something that you will never be. And we do it. We all do it. Some of us do it a lot more than others. And that's just fear. You have a fear or an anxiety or failing. So if you put out only the perfect social media posts, then people will like you. If you don't ever make a mistake in your podcast, then people will listen. If you never take a bad photo, then people will watch or read your blog. If you do everything perfect, your relationship will be better. Your job will be better. It, it won't. There's no such thing. And you're just, you're making yourself crazy. And perfectionism never leads to perfect. It never, ever does. <laughs> but what it does do is it causes procrastination and it, it may cause internal trauma, which is part of your witch wound. It is a big time growth goblin. And it definitely, it's, a, it's an energy vampire. So we will discuss it more in each of the, the monsters. But your perfectionism is just your fear, your anxiety, and it, it actually isn't serving you. Easier said than done to get rid of that. I know I'm one of the perfectionists that are recovering, but that is a big one. So imposter syndrome and perfectionism are basically cousins. Okay, another area for imposter syndrome, and this one's this one is hard to discuss because I don't want it to sound too negative, but it's people pleasing, and and we will talk about people pleasing in all of the monsters too, more than likely. But you, when you are focusing on someone else's stuff more than your own. You're avoiding your own, right? It's a distraction. You're causing your own distraction. But it's so that you don't have to face up what you are supposed to be doing. Example, you're supposed to be producing some content for your own business, but you're too worried about helping someone else, giving them ideas on how to do something for their business. Or you're supposed to be talking to other creators so that you can collaborate or join in on some webinar or some event, right? but you are trying too hard to provide someone else with a gift or help them with their event. So it's a distraction, but what it is, you're purposely creating this distraction where you're helping someone else and you feel better when they're giving you all this gratitude and praise because you don't feel like you're going to get it in the thing that you're supposed to be doing. So you're just replicating praise in a different area so that you can feel something. It is perfectly fine to help other people. And it is also perfectly fine to make them a gift. But not at the expense of something you should be doing. There's a time and place and, you know, there's, there's an appropriate way to do that. But if, if it's so that you can avoid what you are doing and it distracts you from what you're doing, it's imposter syndrome. It's a tactic that your brain is doing. Um, probably should check on that. Okay. That's how to identify it. But we don't want to just shake hands with it and say hello and become friends with it. We want to get over it, get through it. What I have to say again is that everyone goes through this. Everyone has some sort of imposter syndrome, whether it's you're, again, unfamiliar with something and you're new to it. You're going to do that every time you're new to something. You're going to go through that a little bit at least, or sometimes a lot. Or if it's just your value issue, you don't believe enough in yourself. You have a reason for that. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying that's what the imposter number two is. So the first thing you have to do is you have to acknowledge it. You have to say, okay, 
I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm small. I feel like I'm not worthy or I'm going to be found out. Okay, why? Why do I feel that way? I'm not good enough. Well, who said? Is there a person that said so? And trust me, there are people that say so. We will get to them in energy vampires and growth goblins, but just acknowledge where is it coming from? Because it could be coming from other people, but it could be coming from you. I'm not smart enough. Who said? Who's actually said that you're not smart enough to do this? And again, could be other people, could be you. But if that's what you're feeling, why are you feeling that way? Because you said you told yourself that or because someone else told you that? Okay, but how do they know? How do you know? You've, if you've, especially if it's something you already know how to do, why are you saying all this to yourself? That's the next part is you, the reason there's so much weight in what other people are telling you or that negative crap that you're telling yourself is because you're believing it. You're guilty of telling yourself nonsense and then you are believing the nonsense that you made up in your own head. Now, other people telling you, it feels, oh, they must be right because they're telling me I'm not smart. I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. Okay, but why are they telling you that? Is it because their imposter is like front and center? They're an energy sucker. Who cares what they think? And it might be someone very close to you. It could be your partner, your husband, your, your brother, your mom, your sister, your best friend. I don't know. The people, the people around you. It could be anybody at work. It could be a stranger even. But they're also easier said than done because I spent a lot of years believing what other people had told me as well as the garbage that I told myself. But this is just one of those things where we have to see it and we have to acknowledge it and then we have to work on it because the more we believe it, the higher the stakes get. Wouldn't it be just as easy to believe that you are? good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, whatever enough. Just start off with one, one enough. What is it? And just work on that and then add another one. And it's going to take a lot of mindset work. And that's what we're going to talk about next is how do we fix this? Just like we're going to talk about with some of the other monsters, you got to clear the room. If you're, if, if it's the people around you saying these things that interfere with what you believe good about yourself, you might have to thin out that inner circle. And if it's part of your outer circle, that's on you. Who cares what the outer circle says? If people are making posts on some of your social media, that's a comment. That's feeding the algorithm. When? Just acknowledge it and move on. It's helpful. Who cares? If it's your inner circle or maybe it's your work circle, handle it gently, right? You don't have to flip out on someone, but let it go. They have an issue. And I go over that and I have a, a book that I wrote called Get to Work Girl. And, and I talk about my monsters in there. In fact, the whole thing is about monsters. And you know what? I had to realize when I was talking through that to lay out the chapters is there have been several people in my life that have said things that stuck with me. And it's looking back at each of them now, it's, who, who gave them that much power? I introduce you to a girl I went to school with who I call Rock. That's what I named her. She wasn't like a terror to me, but she just said things here and there that I like let stick with me for a long time. I hear it from all directions. Uh, and there are times when I start to believe it or I used to believe it. So your mindset work has to be step one. Some of those people that I was just referring to, they're out of my life. They're out of my life for a lot of reasons. One, I'm no longer in the second or seventh grade, so... That's a win. But 
some of them I just had to let go of. They made it so difficult for me and they were so negative. And we'll talk about that in the energy suckers, the energy vampires, but it just had to go. They just had to go. And that is okay. And some are still in my circle. I really can't do much about it because I might work with them or I might be involved in things with them, but I can ignore it. So you might have to cut the inner circle. Replace that time and space that you spent with that negative energy with something good. Guided visualizations. I love them. I love them. I thought they were too woo-woo a long time ago, but now, no, I love them. Manifesting. Work on yourself through manifestation. I swear it's woo. I know it might even be a bunch of nonsense, but it helps. It really does. And there's a lot of ways to do manifesting. But the key there is just like you started to believe all this crap about yourself that you told yourself, you have to believe and really feel like the manifesting that you're doing. You have to feel it. So being able to believe, you can believe garbage. You have to be able to believe the good stuff for this to work and especially to fix your mindset. Being in this mindset where you feel like you're an imposter, that's a a mindset of lack and you want to be in the growth mindset. So focus on things that help with your growth. This could be listening to podcasts that are good podcasts, right? Not the negative kind videos, even books. You want to look at the groups you're in. Maybe there's a good women's group that you can join or an entrepreneur group or just something where there's people that speak positively to each other. It might be just something where you're doing something for yourself, but it gets your head out of the garbage. I don't personally do a lot of working out, folks, but I do work with animals. And so that is my my that's my positive influence that I like to help animals. I like to touch them and catch them and and play with them and clean up after them. And so although that might not be your cup of tea, it is something that is easy for me to replace something negative with something furry, right? I'm not suggesting that everyone out there go out and grab a raccoon and bring it in. I actually highly unrecommend that that's an awful idea. I still have 13 of them, but still, it's a terrible idea. But you might just need to find that one thing that you can start with and then build from there. You got to cut that inner circle and replace it with something. And if it's not something furry, maybe it's something that helps you out with another area of your life. Again, a group, a membership, a new routine, something like that. So I know that addressing things about your past can be pretty hard. And like I said, with those of us that have diagnosed ADHD, some of this doubt that we let creep in and the pain that we let build up, that may need more professional help. I am not a therapist and I am not trying to pretend to be one. So if you need more help than just finding a good membership or joining my group to hang out, you might have to. And that's perfectly okay. That doesn't change anything about whether or not you're good enough, pretty enough, strong enough, smart enough. It just means you're getting help. If you are struggling with just getting started, just remember that everything that you've heard in your head or outside, that's a they, that's a them thing. And if it was in your head, that's a you thing. And you're trying to fix it. So it's okay to get started. Start with something small. But imposter syndrome is a monster because it will and does prevent you from starting. It will and does prevent you from continuing. And it will and does prevent you from being successful. And maybe you can get a little success and maybe you do win at things and and you are making some money now in your business. But how much are you missing out on because of the nonsense 
from this monster. And so that's the real key here. So we are going to work on lots of ways in the group and in the membership, the Brand Mindset Academy, on how to overcome imposter syndrome. Again, if you're interested in learning more about it or you want to join our group, the fastest way again to do that is going to my link, howtoditchdistraction.com and jump in there on that planner and start using the planner. And in that planner, you'll be adding some of the things like I need to watch an uplifting video. I need to do a guided visualization, stuff like that. And maybe one of your to-do items, your priority ones is blocking someone. (laughs) And it could be social media that drags you down. It could be some friend of yours. Maybe you don't have to block them, but you can unfollow them to where you don't see their post. But if they looked you up, you still look like friends. Maybe it's canceling a a dinner with someone that's just a jerk. You don't need that. They're just going to be down on you. They don't believe in what you're doing. They're never positive about you. We'll talk more about them in the energy vampires. But (laughs) before we get there, it's okay to unfollow them. It's okay. Um, do whatever need, you need to do for you because we're here to start and, and improve your business and make you some money. Um, and we'll still have an imposter monster, but we can just dress it up cute and sit in the corner and just visit it from time to time when we're passing through. Until the next episode, which again will be part of the spooky season collection, I want you to remember to be you, just you, believe in you. And to trust you, not the voices, not the other people around you. So be you, believe in you, trust you, and let's just get to work. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, you are not defined by distraction. Apply something you've learned today in your own business and share it with all your easily distracted friends.